0: Thanks for downloading this podcast. Make sure you subscribe to get the new messages every week. We appreciate your support. Enjoy the message. So I'm going to be starting a new series on secret frustrations. Secret frustrations. Mm -hmm. Praise the Lord. I knew that uh, I heard from the Lord when when he wanted me to revisit this. Uh, Like I said, please lay down your guards because uh, uh, you are going to hear what you have not heard. Or if you have heard it before, you're going to hear it in a different way because you are in a different season now. And God knows that you need this word. Second Corinthians twelve eight and 9, Paul wrote, Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. <laughs> Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. But listen to this, but he said to me, my, I'm taking it away immediately. And he says, my grace is sufficient for you. He said, hey, hey, girl, I know you can handle it because I'm going to give you my grace. For my power is made, in other words, he says that uh, people don't know how strong you are until they see you going through this situation that would have blown away, that would have destroyed a lot of people and you're still alive. You're still sowing, you're still praying, you're still standing, you're still believing. Yes, sometimes you come to a place that you want to quit, but something, some wind came behind you and blew on you and took you to the next step. Paul was the person who wrote two thirds of the New Testament. And whatever the issue was that he was dealing with, he said, God had given me revelations, so much revelation that... uh, I could not even tell, but he said, because of that revelation that God gave me God allowed the enemy now read your bible because I'm not just paraphrasing uh, is it God allowed, is it is it God allowed the me, a, a, a messenger of the devil some of a messenger of the devil whatever it was. Now let me tell you this: that your wife is not a messenger of the devil. If you uh, let me tell you this, that uh, uh, the, the the enemy may use your situation to get to you. But you know what? The reason why God allowed it was that He has already equipped you. Some of the He has equipped me. Some of the I'm sufficient for the task. So Paul said, "I prayed three times." And, and in fact, the Bible tells us that uh, the word "pray" there means "plead it." Paul said, three times I pleaded, I beg." You see, see when you when you go to courts, a good lawyer does not just beg the judge. A good lawyer takes the the the, the law and plead his case with the law. In other words, he said, "This is what you say in your word." <laughs> Your word says that you will do this. Your word says you will do this. God, do it! And God said, yeah, I honor my word. I know that my word will not come to you and return to me void, but it will accomplish But Now I want you to learn my grace. Yeah. My grace is sufficient for you, he says, because you are not strong when you don't have problems. It is the problems. Now, uh, problems drive you into the word, and the word makes you strong. Some of the problems drives me into the word. And the word makes me strong for my power is made perfect. In other words, Paul said, if I did not have this situation, I would have been proud because of all of the revelations that God has given to me. All of the things that God has done for me. All of the blessings that God has. He said, this was the messenger of the devil. But God allowed it because he wanted me to know that uh, I'm not God. He is God. So he said, my power is made perfect in your weakness. Don't you know that life is full of contradictions? You remember the beautiful lady in the scripture, Jacob's wife, who was beautiful, but had no children, but the ugly sister was having children every year. The Bible tells us that Rachel was frustrated. Sometimes we say to the husband, Give me a child. And the husband said, I my God. We work every night. Did I say that? And maybe I did not say that. <laughs> if it depended on how much we have worked, we would have had a child now. But Rachel never gave up. Genesis chapter 30, verse verses 22 and 24 says, And God remembered. Don't you know that God remembers you, Lee? Ethel God remembers you. Brenda God. Re- Let me tell you this Terry, God remembers you. When you look at things in the natural, it doesn't It seem like God has forgotten you. But God remembers. So the word remember in the Old Testament mean, it doesn't mean that God has forgotten you. It means that God acted on what he had promised. And God remembered the prayer that Rachel had been praying. God remembered the humiliation that he'd been going through. God remembered the many times that she had been almost discouraged, and she had almost given up. And he said, "God hearkens to her." The word "hearken" means He hears and answers and opened her womb. God is opening your womb now. Whatever that womb was that was closed, God says, "I'm opening it now. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I speak life into that womb. It may have been financial, it may have been in your marriage, it may have been in your job. It may have been in your business. Sometimes they get ready because God just <sighs> breathes on your womb. And that womb is opened in the name of Jesus. And she conceived. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody is receiving the breath of God and is conceived now that area of your life that was barren God said I am putting life into it and she conceived and bore a son hallelujah don't you know that the God has a plan for the seed that he has put in your life amen you are just praying for a child but God is preparing a prime minister for you amen see 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 say, 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 say. Rachel could have just settled for a child, but God said, just wait a minute. You don't know what I'm doing now. What I do, you do not understand. But, Ethel, you will understand it later. Because you are praying for a son, but I'm preparing you for a prime minister. Because that son that Rachel had was Joseph. Joseph, who became the prime minister of Egypt. He said, and she bore a child and said, God has taken away my reproach. God has taken away my shame. Because when you, are going, when you are dealing with a secret frustration, sometimes the enemy wants to make you feel ashamed. If you had done this, you hadn't done this, if you had done more, then you know. So, so the enemy wants to shame you. Sometimes the society, the community that see you want to shame you. But I'm telling you that God is removing the reproach tonight, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. God is removing the reproach in the name of Jesus. God is turning that shame into dancing and joy in the name. <laughs> Hallelujah. Somebody say, hallelujah. Hallelujah. She conceived and bore a son and said, God has taken away my reproach. He's taken away my shame. Like I said, life is full of contradictions. Sometimes, you know, you pray for others and they get well and many times instantly, but you are still struggling with the same health issues. Okay, nobody knows what I'm talking about. Mm. You watch your co-workers get promotions almost every year, like Lee does. And you say, I want to work for Pastor George. Now keep your job because your time is coming. Amen. Yeah. Amen. But you worked so hard at your work, but nothing seems to happen. Don't you know that God is preparing you? Because he who goes forth weeping, bearing precious seeds, shall come again rejoicing, bringing sheaves with him and with her. The Apostle Paul was the author of two-thirds of the New Testament. Had spectacular encounters with God. Can you believe that you can have a spectacular encounter with God? I mean, encounters, and yet still have its own in the flesh. And now, listen to this. God did not give this to him. He said, it was the messenger of Satan. Because when you read that portion, Paul said, I had, had so much revelation. God has bled me so much. Then the enemy brought this, whatever it was, to shame me. To make me feel that I haven't worked hard enough. Or maybe I would missed something. Maybe God is punishing me for having hit my brother when I was five years old. No. Three times. Somebody say three times. Three times. Three and seven. They are complete numbers. In other words, you, you, you pray and you pray and you pray, and not just pray, but plead. With the, how many of how many, you know that Paul knew the word? How many of you know that Paul knew how to apply the word? How many of you believe that he made some confessions of the word? Amen? He said, I pleaded. He did not just pray, but he pleaded with God that he would remove it. Instead of removing it, God instructed Paul, he said, Tap into my grace. So he's supposed say, while you are waiting, tap into his grace. This grace will strengthen you in this time of trial. I believe that if Paul was a human being like everybody else, he must have been frustrated. And I believe as a result of the frustration, he probably, you know, see, let me tell you this. You don't have to share your secret frustration with everybody. Because some people, instead instead of just being there for you, they will begin to preach to you. They will tell you 10 portions of the scripture and tell you 10 principles. And then they take it and try to put it in the the newspaper. Let me tell you this. It doesn't matter how mature you have been in the Lord. All of us have secret frustrations. I'm talking about things that we wish God would change. Struggles that we don't share with everybody. Remember my stinking toes? That was one of my... Uh, my secret frustrations. You think that when I came to church, when I wanted to pray to somebody, I said, well, let me just pray. I don't know. I've been going with this thing for 30 years. No, that was between me and my wife. And the rest of you thought that, you know, I did not have any problem. Struggle that we don't share with everybody. Don't share your life with everybody because not everybody is going to understand. The enemy can even use your sharing with people to make you feel so bad. I'm talking about you love the Lord immensely, but still wrestling with pet temptations. You promise a thousand times that you're not going to raise your voice on your wife, and then about a minute after that you did. The enemy says, "See, you are not born again." When the old pastor gave an altar call, you need to go out and be born again again. Even though Jesus says, "My sheep know my voice, and they follow me, and I give them eternal life." Not a temporary line. I'm not in a situation that people have excellent marriage. I mean, I mean they're the a model couple, but they've been married for years, still waiting for their first child. So it's easy to become frustrated and to wonder, why do these things happen? So how do you stay sane? I'm talking about staying. How do you keep your mind while dealing with these secret frustrations? First of all, it's important to realize that God is sovereign. The uh, sovereignty of God means that uh, God is in absolute control of your life and every situation in your life. That means that... uh, if he wants it to happen today, it will happen today. If he doesn't want it to happen today, if there is something that he's trying to do, if there is a reason, he don't even have to reveal that reason to you. You just have to trust and obey. For there is no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. First, you have to realize that God is sovereign. You have to release this situation. Stop trying to manipulate that man. Try to manipulate that child. Try to manipulate this and uh, manipulate that situation. Because the the more you spend time trying to manipulate the situation, the more God realizes that you don't know that he is sovereign. That if he doesn't resolve the situation, it's not going to be resolved. The second thing is don't get frustrated with not knowing. Because, you know, why? 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 You know, we we, we are going to the bookstore. We are looking for something that's going to solve. No, no no, no, no. Read those books. Read the scripture. But know that God knows everything that you don't know. Can somebody say amen to that? Because you are going to lose your mind trying to know what you are not supposed to know. Number one, know that God is sovereign. The sovereignty of God does not necessarily mean that God just said, okay, you're going to have this. and He's not going to change. What's the sovereignty of God means that God is in absolute control. He calls the shots. Amen? Amen? Pray, confess, do all the things that you need to do, but just let him be God. How many of you here would like to let God be God? Second, don't be frustrated with the not knowing. Stop trying to know because God is not trying to hide anything from you. He knows that you want to know. Aren't you thankful, Brenda, that God doesn't reveal everything to us? Some of us would have dropped dead if God had told you that five years from now you would be dealing with the situation. If he had told you five years ago that you would still be dealing with the situation today, you probably would have committed suicide. Third, keep trusting God and his wisdom. You will not always understand what God is doing, but you can trust where you cannot understand. You have to recognize that there are some situations that take long to change. It's not that God could not produce a miracle. Sometimes God uses that to prepare us for what we are ready to receive. Can somebody say amen to that? You don't want a blessing that you can't handle. You want that many times when that thing comes, you become more grateful. Think about Hannah. Hannah was praying for a child because she wanted a child because the other women that had uh, many children When the husband divided uh, things, they they would give each of the children. So she was believing God for a child for portions. But it came to the point that uh, she had a revelation. I don't want just a portion. I want a child that I can dedicate to God. It took her praying and standing and believing for her to God. There's a revelation that you don't have now, but praying, supplication, thanksgiving will give you a revelation that you did not have. So when it came to that point, Hannah said, no, Lord, I always wanted a child. That's my paraphrase. I always wanted a child so I can have more portions. But now I want a child so I can give you something. You did not get me, did you? He said, this, this child, I'm going to dedicate him to you. You have to trust God. Trust God and know that he's in absolute control. How many of you can make a quality decision tonight and say, God is in absolute control of my life? You have to keep the right attitude while waiting for the answers. Yeah. You have to realize that no situation, no trying situation will work against you. And the angels said, Amen. I should have said, and the angels and glory said, Amen. Because the rest of the people were meditating. Isn't that what God says? All things will work together for your good. Because you love the Lord and because you are called according to his purpose. So I want you to realize that no trying situation will work against you. Instead, they will work for your good because you love the Lord. And I prophesy in the name of Jesus that when you come out of this place, this situation, you are going to be wiser. You are going to be richer. You're going to be stronger. God is going to, oh, Jesus, I wish I had American words to tell you what you are going to become? You're going to become a much better person than you've ever been. Let me say that God's grace is your strongest support. God's grace underneath is God's grace. Around you is God's grace. Over you is God's grace. Everywhere you go, God's grace is following you around. Somebody say amen to that. Second Corinthians chapter 12 verse 9, my grace is sufficient. My grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in your weakness. In other words, God says, in your weakest time, you can count on me. My strength is made perfect in your weakness. Paul says, therefore, most gladly will I rather boast in my infirmities. In other words, Paul is saying here, instead of boasting on uh, all the revelation that I have got from God, I'm going to be boasting on the fact that I am weak, but God is strong. What I don't know, God does know. What I cannot do, God will do for me. Most gladly, I rather boast in my infirmities that the power, in other words, for as much as I humble myself to realize that God is God and, and, and His child, then His power is going to hold me up, strengthen me, uphold me. Hallelujah. So when you are wrestling with A secret frustration. Be sure to tap into God's grace for support. God's grace is unmerited, unearned favor. Because the enemy is going to tell you that you don't deserve it. You may not deserve it, but Jesus deserves it. And Jesus died for you, rose for you, sits at the right hand of God for you, and you are glorified with him. Amen? Amen? For if anybody is in Christ Jesus, he's a brand new creation All things are passed away. All things have become new. It's God's strength that will support you in trying times. It's available to every believer in Jesus. But you must access it by faith through the word. So instead of complaining about this situation, do what? Get into the word and let the word get into you. Because the Bible tells us that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. In other words, faith comes by the spirit of God, revealing to us what God wants to do in our life. Faith comes by the spirit of God to your spirit as you listen to the word. We hear the word, read the word, listen to messages like this, and all of a sudden, faith pops on the inside of you. How many of you have already had your faith lighted up tonight? Because when you draw from God's grace, it will enable you to stay strong during the trials. Because when you fail to tap into it, it will cause you to become angry. It will cause you to become bitter. And you will say, look at that person that doesn't serve the Lord like I do. Doesn't do what I do. Look at their, they're having it all together. You don't know people. You just think that they have it all together. They may not have it all together like you think. If they have it all together, it's because they are with God who's got it all together. Can somebody say amen to that? Failure to step into God's grace can cause bitterness to spring up. Who understands what I'm talking about? I mean you are working with this situation for so long all of a sudden you say, you, you say why am I so angry? I'm not, usually, I'm not usually an angry person but I don't know why I get so. It is because you are frustrated and you haven't tapped into God's grace. Failure to tap into God's grace will cause bitterness to spring up. Some of the bitterness to spring up. Bitterness eventually will cause you to be defiled by sin. In other words, you become bitter, and you begin to ask, and then you say to yourself, am I a Christian or what? What's going on with me? So when... The, 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 the word of God tells us, I draw from God's grace. Because when you draw from, when you do not draw from God's grace, then you become bitter. You let the root of bitterness to spring up. And bitterness eventually will cause you to be defiled. Sin defilement will cause you to strike at everyone around you. You, you, you don't know what I'm talking about. And this can even include those people who are around you and trying to help you. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 15 says, so see to it. Somebody say, see to it. See to it that no one fails to obtain. In other words, this grace you will have to obtain. You make an effort. You make a quality decision that I'm going to stay in the realm of God's grace. I'm not going to let the enemy cause me to become bitter. He says, see to it. You see to it that no one fails to obtain the grace of God, that no root of bitterness spring up and causes trouble. Because when the root of bitterness springs up, what does it do? It causes trouble, and by it many become defiled. Let me ask you this. Are there things in your life that you pleaded with God to change? Is it a situation in your health or finances? Is it in your relationship? I'm talking about you prayed again and again, but nothing has improved. I know I'm preaching to the angels because everyone here has already made it. My word from God to you is don't give up on believing for a breakthrough. And please don't let this situation steal your peace and joy. Because this situation can easily overpower you, overcome you, and cause you to lose your joy and your peace. Make up your mind about your secret frustration. Whatever it is, make sure that it doesn't keep you awake in the night. Make sure that it doesn't turn you bitter towards God or towards people. Decide that until God removes it, you are going to have a full life. May I say that again? Because many of us have lost a whole lot portion of our lives. Because we are waiting for things to change before you have a full life. What God has sent me to ask you to do tonight is to begin, make a quality decision. I'm going to have a full life. If he doesn't remove it right away, I'm going to have a full life. I'm not going to allow anything to sorrow my life, ruin my life, foul my life up. Because I know one thing that God has got grace on top of grace. Yeah. Because somebody says, "I think that I've used up my measure of grace," and he said, "No, no, God's got grace on top of grace. If you are about to just run out of grace, I promise you that there's another bucket of grace that is coming. Grace. Some of the grace on top of grace. Right I, I like, I, you know, Ronnie said, "Piles of grace." Yeah. Hallelujah. Somebody say, "God has got piles of grace for me." Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Is anybody getting anything out of tonight? Yeah. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah. So it's the piles. Oh, yeah. John 1, 16 says, Out of his fullness, we have all received grace in place of grace already given. You did not know, hear me. He, he, listen to that. He said, there is grace on top of the grace that you've already received. Wow. Out of the fullness. He oh, says, some of the, out of their fullness. You may be empty, but God is full. You may be about to run out of grace, but there is fullness of grace. says, out of his fullness. Every time that God gives to you, the bucket is back full. Out of, oh, Jesus, let me tell you this. God is absolutely going to take good care of you. You're going to come out of this thing in stars. Because the grace of God is sufficient for you, and his power is made perfect in your weakness. Let me tell you this, my friend. God has a store full of grace, enough grace that will enable you to handle whatever situation in your business, in your job, in your personal life, in your marriage in your church, in your ministry, God has in store for you enough grace to enable you to handle this situation until it is changed. Therefore, keep a positive attitude while you are praying and waiting. The Bible tells us that they that wait upon the Lord. Uh, run and shall renew their strength. They shall mount with wings as eagle. They shall, wait, they shall wo- run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Let me tell you, everybody look at me. There's buckets of grace that's reserved for you. You are not going to, yeah, you are, you are going through pains now, but let me tell you this, that uh, you are still going to come out of this in silence. Because there's pockets of grace to hold you up, to strengthen you, to protect you, to preserve you. Some of them say, I'm preserved. You are not going to go bad because uh, I'm telling you that God is uh, marinated or whatever you want to say. God has so set you up that day. You're not going to go bad. Yeah, you are left under the sun. But God has already put something in you that's not going to make you go bad, allow you to go bad. God has in store for you enough grace to enable you to handle the situation until it is changed. Keep a positive attitude while you are praying and waiting. Don't let the storm take the wind out of your sail. Don't let the storm take the wind out of your sail. While waiting, let God's grace be sufficient for you. Because God has got piles of grace. Some of the piles of grace. Oh, Jesus. I can see why the Lord wanted me to visit this topic again. Let me tell you this. Those of you watching me, those of you in the house, look at me, God is God. Can you see piles, piles of grace? You have enough grace to handle this situation with a winning attitude. Never give up. This is about Never give up on your dreams, regardless of the oppositions, regardless of what you may see in the natural. Ask God for grace to trust until the breakthrough is manifested. Believe that in time, some of the in time, God will turn things around for you. Until then, continue to love God, continue to cling to His word, refuse to live a half-life, say, I'm gonna live a full life. Make up your mind about your secret uh, frustrations. I'm talking about the irritating issue with your spouse or your boss. And then you say, Amen. The annoying health and financial issues, the secret temptations and frustrations, be determined that they are not going to steal your joy. You have to stay in faith as you plot on day after day. Some of them say, take one day at a time. Because if you want to live 10 years, that's too much, too much of a burden on you. That's why Jesus says, just live today. Because when you get into tomorrow, I'm going to give you the grace. Stay in faith as you plot on day after day. And maybe week after week, don't focus on the annoying situation. How many of you know that when you focus on the annoying situation, you become, more, the more you focus, the more bitter be- you become. Don't go around asking why the son has not been removed. Why am I, my child has not been saved? Why I'm still having this a problem. Don't get stuck in asking why things happen. Because if you do, you will never fulfill your call. Because that puts you in a why circle. Why? 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 And you got stuck in the why. Therefore, refuse to become, to be a victim. Say that I am more than conqueror through Jesus Christ, even in this situation. Refuse to become a victim or a weakling if you desire to fulfill your destiny. Instead, become a warrior. You fight with the word. Some of them fight with the word. Become a warrior and fight with God's word. There will always be things that you, you will never be able to understand. There will always be things that you will not be able to figure out. So stop trying to figure out. Just rest in God. Things that you don't make. There will be things that they don't make any sense. How many, is there anybody here who has faced a situation in the past or right now? who you cannot figure out. It doesn't make any sense to you with all the time, with all the offering, with all of the love for pastor, with all the diligence, with everything that you have. I mean, you've given this situation everything that you think you've got and it doesn't change. It doesn't make sense in the natural, but God knows what you don't know. God knows what he's doing He knows where he's taking you. His thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Think about this. Like I said, Hannah was just praying for a child for portions. She did not know that God was preparing her a child to become a prophet. Rachel was praying for a child so that the the reproach can be removed. But God was preparing for a child. Who will remove reproaches from people? You don't know what God is doing. His thoughts are higher than your thoughts, and His ways are higher than your ways. There is enough of God. Somebody say, "There is enough of God's grace for me to handle this situation until I have my breakthrough." Let me tell you this, everybody. Look at me. Those of you watching me online. Those of you in the house. I prophesy in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth that you are coming out better than you've ever been. You are going to come out of this situation better than you've ever been. The key is don't quit and don't stop praying. Jesus was telling a story in Luke chapter 18 verse 1. He says, Jesus told them a picture story to show them how they should always pray and not quit. You know the story of how, how uh, this woman prayed to the king uh, uh, to give her justice and uh, the, the king did not give her justice and then one day he said, this person is bothering me so much, I'm just going to give, her. you know, I'm telling you God is going to give you justice. Are you watching? Are you watching me? Are you listening to me? I prophesy in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth that God's going to give you justice. Yes. yes, you've asked again and again, but nothing is improving. I am not asking you to give up or settle. No, that's not what I'm... But Until God removes the problem, don't let it steal your joy. Don't let it eat your life up. Don't let it sour your life. God's grace is there for you. How many of you believe in your heart that God would not have allowed you to come into this situation unless he's already got the grace that is going to ride with you through this situation? The right attitude is, I am not going to let this secret frustration, this stone in the flesh, frustrate me anymore. I am pleading with you to make a quality decision tonight that you are not going to be focusing on this problem. You're going to be focusing on God and his grace and all the great things that he has done for you in the past. Make up your mind and say, I am not going to allow this thing to eat my lunch and wait for my my, 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 my dinner and breakfast. I'm so consumed with this thing. I don't have a life. I'm struggling at everything and everybody that, uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm so afraid that I'm a, a, that, like, like a poisonous snake that strikes before you even step on it. Make up your mind. I'm going to believe God that he will remove this thing in his time. Until then, I am going to tap into his grace for strength. I know that at the right time, God will change it. But even if God doesn't change it, I am still going to love him. I am still going to work on it. I'm still going to pray. We all remember the story of Daniel. When Daniel, he, we are on Daniel fast now. And uh, remember when the king made those uh, idol food and wanted them to eat it? Daniel said, no. Actually, uh, he made an idol and wanted Daniel and his friends to worship the idol. Daniel said, I am not going to allow this to cause me to change my mind again a bad God. Then Daniel said in Daniel chapter 3, 17 and 4, he says, if we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it. May I read that again? If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is going to deliver us from it. Let me tell you this. If you don't bow, you won't burn. But you can bow and still burn. If you don't bow, you won't burn. Remember that they wanted the, the, the king wanted them to bow to his idol, otherwise they were going to burn. And Daniel replied, "If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve will be able to deliver us." But look at verse eight. says, but. Even if he doesn't, we want you to know, even if my husband is not saved, even if the child is not saved, even if my boss continues to be ugly, I won't let this steal my job. But even if he doesn't, even if he does not, we won't bow to your idol, your majesty That will, let me read that again. But even if he does not, we want you to know, Your Majesty, that we will not serve your God or worship the image of gold that you have set up. Because you know what? The enemy wants to put pressure on you so that you can bow down to him. You have to make up your mind, people, that if your spouse never changes, if your health never improves, you are not going to complain and become bitter. You are not going to use it as an excuse to slack off and not worship God and not pray and not seek the Lord. You are not going to stop praying or believing. You are going to into God's grace and believe God to your last day on this earth that you're going to have a breakthrough. Here's the key, people. Here's the key. Don't stay focused on the frustration. How many times has the Holy Spirit said that? Don't focus on the problem because the more you focus on the problem, The more angry and bitter you're going to become, the more the weight is going to praise on you. Don't stay focused on the frustration. Don't go around thinking and asking, God, why won't you remove this stone? Why won't you change my child, my boss, my wife? Why won't you help my business grow? If you stay focused on the whys, you will never fulfill your destiny. And the angel said, Amen. But let me tell you this that If you will tap into God's grace And use it at this time I prophesy in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth That God will move in your life In ways that you've never experienced before You will come out of this situation I prophesy better than ever before Many people are watching you now and those people will be able to see how blessed you have been. And you will become a blessing to us. You. you know what God is allowing you to go through now? He's preparing you. You are in, you are in ministry school. Because when you graduate, God is going to send some students to you that you are going to pastor, that you are going to teach. You're going to say, he came through for me. I believe that he will come through for you. Was anybody blessed tonight? Come on, shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say glory. Say Jesus. So Father, I have just delivered it the best way that I can. But I know that you can take it and break it down to every one person's level. I thank you, Lord, for what you have just shared with us, the need for us to focus on you and not on the problem, to know that your grace is sufficient for us, that you are going to give us victory in this situation. Already, Lord, you've already given us victory because this 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 study tonight has ignited faith in us, and we we are going out of this building stronger than we've ever been. Thank you for listening to Changing Mindset Podcast by Pastor George Utah Help us to share this message. We hope you will subscribe so you can receive the latest podcast to keep you inspired during the week. We are praying for you. We know God best for you is still ahead. Call 706-485-0166 for more information and be blessed.